Joe, Joe Hill and Cesar Chavez Who fought in their own time For our brothers and our sisters Up and down that picket line For the unnamed and unnumbered Who struggle brave and long For the union men and women Standing up and standing strong This Friday, January 26th Is the anniversary of the day in 1863 That the U.S. War Department First authorized Massachusetts To recruit African Americans into the Union Army. Initially, more than a thousand men responded, one-fourth from slave states, some from as far away as Canada and the Caribbean. The 54th Massachusetts Infantry Regiment was formed and appointed to lead it was a young white officer from an abolitionist family, Robert Gould Shaw. Eventually, 200,000 African Americans served in the military, about 10% of the Union forces. Three-quarters of them were formerly enslaved people. They served in segregated units and received less training, pay, and equipment than white soldiers. They were led by white officers, with few exceptions. The U.S. Army had never accepted black soldiers until that time. Blacks had also been excluded from state militias since 1792. But African-American soldiers had served in all the nation's wars, starting with the Revolutionary War. African-Americans had served in the Navy as ship board, firemen, stewards, and even boat pilots since 1861. After the Civil War broke out on April 12, 1861, abolitionists like Frederick Douglass pressed for the army to take African-American soldiers. He said, Once let the black man get upon his person brass letters, U.S., let him get an eagle on his button and a musket on his shoulder and bullets in his pocket, Douglass said, and there is no power on earth which can deny that he has earned his citizenship. The Emancipation Proclamation of January 1, 1863, stated explicitly that African Americans could serve in the military. This opened the army to black soldiers for the first time, but there was a reluctance to use African Americans in combat, partly due to racism, and so African Americans were restricted to garrison duty and support services. In fact, black soldiers and their officers were in grave danger, if they were captured in combat. The Confederate President Jefferson Davis threatened to execute or enslave black prisoners, but retracted the threat of execution under threat of Union reprisals. African-American troops, under such extreme pressure, fought courageously and took risks that white soldiers often would not. In their first major battle at Fort Hudson, Louisiana, on March 27, 1863, African-Americans proved their bravery. Two African-American infantry units repeatedly charged against withering artillery and rifle fire with nearly 200 casualties. And in one of the war's bloodiest battles on June 7th at Milken Bend, Louisiana, two black infantry units fought alongside two white units. The most seasoned African-Americans had been soldiers for about two months. They engaged in fierce hand-to-hand combat with the Confederates. The Confederate general noted the African-Americans' courage, but said the whites ran like whipped curs. One of the black units suffered 45% casualties, the highest percentage of a regiment killed in a single battle in the entire war. On July 18th, Robert Gould Shaw volunteered his Massachusetts 54th African-American unit to lead a night attack on Fort Wagner, South Carolina. Shell blasts tore huge holes in the ranks, but they marched on, eventually breaking into a charge. Despite deadly fire on three sides, a number of troops breached the fort's outer walls before being driven back 
They sustained high casualties, including Shaw, but because he led African-American soldiers, he was denied an officer's burial by the Confederates. Meanwhile, African-Americans were still trying to get equal pay with whites. Finally, Congress passed a bill authorizing equal pay in 1864. African-American women also played key roles in the war, most often as laundry workers, cooks, and nurses. One of those women was Susie Baker Taylor of Georgia. When she was 14, she escaped slavery and became a teacher and a nurse. In 1902, she wrote her memoir, Remembrances of My Life in Camp with the 33rd U.S. Colored Troops, late 1st South Carolina Volunteers. Then there were women like Harriet Tubman, who served as a spy, scout, and nurse for the Union Army. Tubman led a raid of several boatloads of African-American soldiers in South Carolina that freed 750 people. By the end of the Civil War, 10,000 African-American soldiers had died in battle, 30,000 from illness or infection. 20 African-Americans received the Medal of Honor. Last February, Senator Cory Bush, Democrat, New Jersey, and Congresswoman Eleanor Holmes Norton, Democrat, Washington, D.C., reintroduced a bill calling for all the African-American soldiers who served in the Civil War to receive the Congressional Gold Medal in honor of their brave and selfless service to the nation. And that is our story for today. For the past in the past, I'm Harry Richardson. Thank you.